Father, we come to you tonight through the beautiful name of Jesus. And we thank you again for the privilege to be able to gather together once more in thy presence. And we pray tonight, O oh God, that thou take full control of this meeting. We say thy precious will be done. Oh God, we pray tonight that mighty signs and wonders will be done again through the name of thy holy child, Jesus. We pray tonight, Lord, even in this building, thou save precious souls and restore backsliders, heal sick bodies and baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. We pray tonight, oh God, you search all of our hearts. We say, Lord, have thine own precious way. We thank thee, Lord, for what you've done in many of our hearts and for what we've already received from thee. But, oh, Lord, we long for much more to be done. Move by thy Holy Spirit. Take full control of everything, Lord. Kindle the flame of glory such we've never had before. Move by thy Holy Spirit, oh, God, because we ask it in Jesus' name. With someone else who feels led in the spirit, ask God's blessing upon this meeting, that he might have his own way, and thank him for what he's already done. Lord, we give thee back the word which thou hast given to us. You have declared that it is not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And Father, we bring thee back thine own word, and we say this night, Lord, it is not by our power, it's not by our might, but it is by thy spirit, and we expect thee to quicken each and every part of this meeting, and each one that moves as a separate member of the body of Jesus Christ. Lord, you said, if the spirit of him that raised Amen. Jesus from the Amen. dead dwell in you, Lord, then he that raised up Christ from the dead shall oh, quicken hallelujah. your mortal body. We expect the quickener to quicken. We expect he who has brought about resurrection to resurrect. And blessed Holy Ghost, we declare what we believe you to be. You're the mighty fertilizer of the word of God. And we just ask this night, Lord, that you move upon your people, that you bless your people, that you quicken your people, Amen. that there shall be graves that are this night, mortal graves, spiritual graves, financial graves, graves of sickness and quandary and perplexity that shall yield up under the power of the Spirit as he moves and touches the dead. Oh, we thank you this Shut night, Lord. We thank you this night, Lord, for the touch of the Holy Ghost. And we say, breathe upon your people, even as you breathed upon the valley of dry bones, when you brought them together, Lord, when you put sinews and flesh on them, Lord, and then you breathe upon them. And oh, we just acclaim this night, we're delighted to own our weakness because you said that your strength is made perfect in weakness, Lord. So no longer do we apologize for our weakness. No longer do we gloss over our weakness, Lord. No longer do we hide behind it. Lord, rather do we put our arms around it and be positive at the feet of Jesus and we remind you of your word, Lord, that you've said that your strength is made perfect in weakness. 
And so gladly, gloriously, and positively, we offer thee this night our weakness. And we say, breathe upon us by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the Lord. name of Jesus. Grant, Lord, that Amen. tonight you'll do something for eternity with your people and in your people in Jesus' name. Bless your name, Lord.
You know, brothers and sisters, there's a word in this book that is tremendous. I know that there are hundreds of tremendous words in this book. But in the eighth chapter of Romans, and the second verse, the writer there, moved of the Holy Spirit of God, declares something that I am thrilled about and not qualified about, not qualified to talk about, except by the Spirit. And it says there that the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, there are an awful lot of people who come out in meetings. You know, they, they, they come out. What do you want? Will you ask the Lord to set me free? All right, sit down there. What do you want? Well, I, I want to be free too. All right, you get out. What do you want? Well, I, I don't feel free. Oh, so. Well, will you ask the Lord to set me free? No! I won't. I'm not going to ask God to do what he's done. Not going to ask God to do what he's done. Now the word of the Lord declares that there is a divine principle, a divine law that God has set in operation. And it's the law of the spirit. Now you may know a lot about law down here. We drive on the left-hand side of the road in this country. Then we've got to chop and change and move over in another country. And you find there are all kinds of things that you must do and you mustn't do. And men can make laws at a particular time. Some of us remember when we couldn't even shine a torch, when we couldn't even have a light peeping through the window, and we used to have the dreaded business of the blackout in the war. Laws were made overnight. Man is subject to law, and every one of us, every one of us need to know by the revelation of the Spirit of God something about this law because it's tremendous in its consequences and in its effect. Now, we all have to come to terms with laws. Very early in life, before you understood, you came crying into the house and you said, Mommy, I've fallen down and, and, uh, and I've tumbled and my, knee, my knee's all bleeding and you... Your mammy, she got a hold of you and washed it under the tap and stuck a lollipop in your mouth. And you went out wondering if you could cut the other knee so that you could have another lollipop. <clears throat> well, we came to terms with laws. We began to find that there's a law called the law of gravitation. And there isn't one of us can get away with it. You've got to respect that law. You can't just walk out of the bedroom window. You've got to come down the stairs. And if you don't, well, you soon find out there's a law that brings you down more quickly and more suddenly than you want to be brought down. And yet, amazingly enough, and, and I'm no expert, I don't understand uh, the, the laws of aerodynamics and so on, but you know, when you get into one of those jumbo jets and, uh, and you come over, the last time I came over from Toronto, I think it was something like just a bit over six hours or something, and that great, huge, vast giant of the air and law declares that it must not, it cannot rise, it cannot stay there because of the law of gravitation. 
but something happens and another law comes into operation and there you are. Someone has said that the little bumblebee cannot fly. Its body is too heavy for its wings. It is a scientific impossibility for the little bumblebee to fly. But the little bumblebee never read a book on science and just goes on flying, flying. So now we've something to face in life that there are so many things that are laws, but they're not final. And here is something that man has submitted and subjected to down here in this world, the law of sin and death. And uh, we have all rubbed shoulders with it. We've all followed the coffin to the cemetery, or most of us have, and we all know what it is to lie in bed sick or ill. The law of sin and death. But here's a tremendous word in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, which declares that the law of the Spirit the law of the spirit of life. It's not a spirit of death. It's not a spirit of bondage. It's a spirit of life. And the law of the spirit of life, and God has put it somewhere. God has put it somewhere. It isn't just floating around like some disembodied spirit or some ghost in clanking chains on some uh, castle or something. This law is deposited in a particular place and no man can tap it, touch it, prove it, or, or, or enjoy the power of it except he knows where God has put it. And the law of the spirit of life which is in the houses of Parliament. Well, you write up to Harold Wilson and ask him what he's done with it. I don't think it's there. I don't think it's in our seminaries or our colleges or our grammar schools. I don't think it's in our ordinary schools. It might be in this one tonight. But uh, basically, this law is not there. Well, where is it? Because it's vital for you and it's vital for me to know where God has put a law, which is the law of the spirit of life. And there isn't one of you in this meeting, but what somehow, somewhere, you've rubbed shoulders and you've questioned and pondered about this business of living. The end of it, the hindering of the processes of nature. We've all heard people as they've looked at somebody who was trying to stop the clock, you know, and <laughs> look at her, mutton, dressed up as lamb. <clears throat> you see, we all want to. Anybody who has a secret for youth, a secret for youth, and I don't know about you, but I was tremendously blessed in that article in the Glory News um, by our brother Baxter. I've, I, I've fellowshiped with him in his church in, uh, when he was in Chicago, uh, Faith Tabernacle there, and uh, I was blessed with his ministry. Did you notice, and if you haven't noticed it, well, it's in your current Glory News, and it's a tremendous truth that the eagle is different from all other birds. It's called the king of birds. Now, the eagle, he doesn't flap up. He mounts up. And there's a vital difference between flapping and mounting. And Baxter goes on in the article, which I'm reminding you of now. Most of you know about this. If you don't, well, read it. You'll get blessed. How the old eagle, he gets up on a crag, a mountain crag, and he waits for a current yes. of air. Yes. 
And when he gets the right current coming along, then he mounts up. Other birds flap and crow and caw and cackle and all sorts of things down below. But the eagle, he waits and he mounts up. And the Bible declares, Isaiah chapter 40, the youths shall faint. The young men shall utterly fall. Your stars in the football world or the boxing world or any other sporting world, by the time they get into their 40s, they begin to got to pack their bags, some of them in their 30s, because they cannot continue in the particular sphere in which they are. The word of God stands true. The youth shall fail, the young men shall utterly fall, but, 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 they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now notice the word, mount, mount. The old eagle, as, as Brother Baxter says, the old eagle there on the crag waiting for the current. Hallelujah. And you know, this is where the sons of God are different from everybody else. Because if you're a son, one of the evidences of your sonship is that as many as are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. As many as are led of the Spirit. So this is one thing where the sons have got to learn subjection. You see, a law is something you've got to bow to. Now, it's the law of the Spirit. And if you are a son of God, you'll have to learn to be in subjection to the Spirit of God. As many as are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And it talks about those who walk after the Spirit. You know, a gentleman will say to a lady, after you. You remember those days? Some of you. Some of you remember them. After you. And that was deemed good manners. But there are many of us who have not learned our heavenly manners. You remember God, when he had them in the wilderness, he had a job with them. They were a bad-mannered lot. A bad-mannered lot. Now, one of the things that the Spirit of God will impress upon you is this, that you will have to say to the Holy Ghost, after you. That you won't push and barge. The architect of the universe does not want to be insulted with your plans. He knows what he's doing. All he wants you to do is to present your body and then go as the Spirit directs and the Spirit leads and the Spirit governs and the Spirit controls. And then you begin to find out that the Spirit, Eliezer, you remember when he went to seek a wife for his master, Abraham, he says, I being in the way, the Lord led me. It's ever so easy when you're in the way, but it's ever so hard when you're out of it. You know, people say, oh, you know, I, haven't, I am having a rough time. It is hard. Well, you know what the Word of God says. It says the way of the transgressor is hard. And Jesus says, you come to me and learn of me and take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is strenuous. Oh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Don't wrestle, nestle. Don't wrestle, nestle. Underneath of the everlasting arms. Just wait for the Spirit of God and you'll find what it means to mount. To mount, to mount. It's easy to mount. Well now, there are some here tonight 
And you can learn of Jesus, not learn of me, but learn of Jesus. You see, he says, come to me, take my yoke and learn of me. And we need to recognize the tremendous power of yielding. This man, Christ Jesus, has conquered the world without a sword, without a gun, and without a bomb. And when the IRA has ceased to exist, when Hitler has lain for many, many decades in an unrecognized grave, when the Mussolinis and the Neros and the Pharaohs have gone, the crucified Jew being the mightiest among the holy, and the holiest amongst the mighty has with his pierced hands lifted empires off their hinges, turned the stream of centuries, and still governs the ages. I don't care whether a man's a Christian or he isn't, whether he believes in God or he doesn't, he is compelled to bow to the power of Jesus Christ. If he buys a newspaper, the first thing he looks at is the date. To see he's got today's paper. Whether he likes it or not, it's A.D. 1974. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. And when he wants to get off the bus, he says, put me off at Christchurch. <laughs> and he calls his son Paul, and he calls his dog Nero. And let me tell you this. Our Jesus hasn't had his banquet yet. Our Jesus is still in the shadows yet. And the world has yet to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Do you get that? Not the suffocation of the sons of God, the manifestation of the sons of God. I tell you, when I was in Florida, I preached that, and they came up to me and they said, Brother, you don't talk about the manifestation of the sons of God in Florida. I said, don't. I, no. I said, well, why don't I? Well, well, don't, haven't you heard? Don't you know? I said, no. Well, well, uh, it, it, it's a false sect here, brother, and they do this and they do that and they do the other. I said, well, I do, I'm sorry, I don't know what they do, but I know it says in Romans chapter 8, it talks about the manifestation of the sons of God, and it must mean something. And by the Spirit of God, I believe, I know what it does mean. God's sons have got to come to the fullness. And in the body of Jesus Christ, the world has yet to know and yet to see the power of the sons of God manifested through Jesus Christ. Are you satisfied? I'm not. I tell you, if I die tonight, my vision does not relate to my years. Have you got that? My vision doesn't relate to my years. I've yet to see. And if God doesn't fulfill, I'm in a quandary. Because I, it either means that there's something where I'm off the rails, or I've got a, big, a bigger vision than God Almighty. Now, you can't, you can't possibly have that. Where did he come from? Was it born in the womb of a man? Or did it come as the word of God says, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, and neither have entered into the heart of man, but it's got there. The Spirit of God has revealed it. And there is a divine law. God is preparing a people within a people in this day and age and generation. And I tell you, brother, sister, as far as I'm concerned, there's something in me that will never be satisfied till Jesus sees of the travail of his soul. And be satisfied. Let me ask you something. Little David stood before Goliath, and Goliath was his 
pomp and boasting and his trottings and foamings and his bellowings, he stood there and he says, bring me a man. Little David had come down with some bread and cheese sandwiches or something for his brothers. And he says, who's this big lout opening his big trap? And Eliab says to him, don't you talk like that. I know the naughtiness of your heart. You get back where you came to. Whence have you left those sheep in the wilderness? David says, are you lot standing here while that big old flare dares to defy our God? Oh, they said, well, who's going to fight him? And David, and I don't visualize him as being very big. Someone told me Goliath was 11 feet 8. I don't know what David was, but he was certainly no match for him. But David had something inside him that nearly burst his seams. And that was his revelation. That was his revelation. He says, what? What? How dare this uncircumcised Philistine. Dare he defy the armies of the living God. Why, he's only, he's only a maggot of the dust. He's only an ant and an antique. You come out here with your boasting and your frothings and your blowing your big balloons. He says, you come to me. He says, you're boasting in the flesh, but I'm boasting in my God. And he says, you come to me and I'll take your head from off your shoulders. And there was something bigger in little David than there was in Goliath. Brother, sister, it isn't how many inches you measure. It isn't how many stones you weigh. I tell you, in the sight of God, in the light of eternity, the one thing that will last when your old body has gone back into the dust is the treasure that God has put into earthen vessels. And listen, the Word of God says we have, we have, we have this treasure. And some of us know, and I'll tell you how we know, because we have to do some transactions. You know, Jesus spoke about a fellow, and he knew there was some treasure in the field. You know what he had to do? He had to buy the field to get the treasure. He had to buy what he didn't want to get what he did want. And some of us have had to pay and buy for what we didn't want to get what we did want. Some of you have lost your jobs and lost your sweethearts and, 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 and you felt at the time the sun had gone out and all life was grim and dark and black. You paid the price, you got the sack. I've been expelled so many times, I can't keep up now. <coughs> it started a long time ago when Henry first met me in Newark. I belonged to the Protestant Truth Society, <coughs> 1932. The next year, I was brought before a board of directors, and they said to me, <coughs> do you believe in speaking in tongues? I said, yes. <coughs> Have you spoken in tongues? I said, yes. Are there any other men afflicted like you in the movement? I said, yes. But I'm not telling you the names. And so in 1934, four of us were expelled. Well, most of us have had quite a lot of ejections and expulsions. We've been tipped out and turned out. It's a divine principle. God brought his people out of Egypt, but he didn't bring them out to bring them out. He brought them out to bring them in. And you'll always find with every going, brother, with every going, there's a leaving. 
with every going that's a leaving. And when God says go and you won't leave, do you know what he does? He turns around to the thing you won't leave and he says to it, go. So you can't win. You can't win. Can't win. So many of us have had to buy the field we didn't want to get the treasure that we did want. But we're aware, we're conscious that we have this treasure. Not that we're wonderful, it isn't that. But the treasure's wonderful. Hallelujah. The treasure's wonderful. And, and the hope of the world lies in the body of Jesus Christ, part of which is here tonight. I discern the Lord's body in this place. And I pray that God will give me love and grace and respect to honor the Lord's body because I know that people are weak and sickly and die prematurely because they do not discern the Lord's body. It's a vital principle. You need to discern the Lord's body in your own flesh and in your brother and sister's flesh. And there are many people who are queuing up in the doctor's surgeries. They're taking their aspirins and their phosphorines and their leukosades. They're running to the hospital and all kinds of things. But the word of God, and some of them call for the elders. <clears throat> A few of them. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. Either way, if it's for this cause, well then it's for this cause. And there are many sickly people who need to discern the Lord's body. Have you discerned the Lord's body right there in this? Do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Have you met Jesus at an altar according to Romans chapter 12 verse 1? It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I want to ask you a question tonight. Have you done that? Oh, I'm saved. Thank God. I'm baptized in water. Thank God. I speak in other tongues. Praise the Lord. But have you ever yielded completely, absolutely, an unconditional surrender to Jesus Christ, recognizing that your body is his body? Now, this is covenant relationship. He gave his body for you on the cross. Now he says, I died in my body. Now I want to live in your body. I died in your body. I want to live in your body. This is covenant relationship. And when you meet him, you meet him at an altar. Well, some of you, you've been to an altar. Some of you. And you lost your name. And Miss Jones became Mrs. Brown. And uh, it all happened when you said, I will at the altar and you lost your identity in another and you took upon you the fame or the shame of the name of your husband the shame of the fame of your husband's name and when you meet Jesus at the altar Romans 12 and he says I want a living sacrifice I'm finished with bleeding bullets and slaughtered sheep I want a living sacrifice and when you meet him there and you surrender, then the mystery of the body of Christ begins to operate in your life. Oh, you say, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? It means a tremendous lot, brother. Tremendous lot, sister. For instance, if any of you brethren here are running a company car, well, you have to do the company's work in the company's car. And the company will pay for your petrol, they'll pay for your punctures, they'll pay for your, your, they'll pay for your dinners, at the, and they'll pay for your nights at this hotel and that hotel, and they'll pay for your repairs. All you've got to do is the company's business, and the company will stand for all your expenses. 
Now then, when you meet him at Romans 12.1, you join the company. Your body becomes company property. And you're owned by Father, Son, and Holy Ghost Unlimited. The biggest company in the universe. Biggest company in the universe. You know, I've said this often. I don't know that I've said it to you folks. If I have, well, bear with me. It's worth repeating. But you know, <clears throat> if there's someone up your street, and on Monday they come down the road and... Bang! 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 say, oh my goodness, there's a war on. And you run to the door and you see an old banger going down the street, clouds of smoke, and you go back to your cornflakes. Tuesday morning comes, and uh, about the same time, there's a terrific rattling noise. And you say, what in the earth's all that noise? You rush out, and here's a whole exhaust rolled into the gutter outside your gate. The car's gone on without the exhaust. You say, oh, well, same fellow as last, last yesterday. Same fellow again. <laughs> He'll be exhausted before the day's out. <clears throat> Wednesday comes, and his outside tire blows. Bang! Oh, my God. But Thursday's worse still. Half the street's out, and they're pushing him. The lodger's there, and the man next door, and uh, half the street, and they're all pushing him. And they shout, hooray, when he goes. You say, who is this fellow? Haven't you heard? Don't you know? No. He's the new representative of the Esso oil products. He's come to live in our street. He's What? That's the new representative of the Esso oil products. He's come to live in our street. You mean he's running around in an old banger like that? Yes. You say, well, heaven help the Esso oil products. I tell you, Esso oil products cannot afford to run a banger. And neither can God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah.